0: Good morning. morning. How's everyone doing this morning? He is risen. risen. Okay, you guys did better than I thought you were going to do. Easter's not the only time that he's risen. Amen. His mercies renew every morning. We are uh, going to do a lot of talking today. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but we're going to talk about something uh, that's been on my heart for a little while. We're going to talk about uh, sheep trying to be a shepherd. And uh, But before we do that, I would like to, uh, to open us up in prayer. Um, I most of all want to cover the Liberia team um, as they've been ministering today, leading people to Jesus. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? Out on the battlefield, leading people to Christ. Man, I wanted to to go with them, but it didn't work out this year, but it's awesome. If you haven't gone, you need to go. I promise you. But let's lift them up in, in prayer this morning and lift our service up. Lord, Father Father God, we come to you today. Lord, uh, Lord, we just thank you for being so good to us, Father. Lord, we thank you that your mercy does renew every morning, Lord, that, that you were willing to pay it all on the cross for us, Lord, and that... <laughs> Father, that we even get to come in this sanctuary this morning and worship you, Lord. It's a privilege to, to honor and to serve you. So, Father, we just ask that, uh, that your heart would be made known in this place, Lord, that, that, Lord, what's heavy on your heart this morning, Lord, would lay heavy on ours. And, and Lord, that you would just reveal to us uh, what you want to speak to us this morning, Lord, and that we would have listening ears to hear your heart this morning, Father. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so before we get into uh, what I really want to get into today, I want uh, I want to say something because I feel like the Lord has has sent me here today, um, and that a lot of people are are dealing with uh, a lot of different circumstances. Whether that be you know it could be you know family issues or uh, financial issues or hopelessness or depression or anxiety or or whatever it may be. Um, but I really feel like that people are carrying uh, a heavy load, whether it's stress or, you know, whatever it is. You, you know what's going on in your life. I, I don't. Um, but I want everyone to close your eyes for a second. If that's you, if, if you've got something that you want to lay before the Lord this morning, something heavy on your heart, I just want you to raise your hand. Lots of, lots of hands this morning. Yeah. Okay. You guys can open up your eyes. So... <clears throat> I've had this on my mind, a lot of things on my mind uh, lately, a lot like you guys, you know, a lot of different stresses and and different things, and and the Lord took me to a passage of scripture that was actually my great-grandfather. I don't know, does anyone know my great-grandfather, Tommy Mayberry? This was actually one of his uh, very favorite passages of scripture that we're going to read this morning. Uh, If you want to turn in your Bible with me, we're going to go to Psalm uh, chapter 23, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, but I'm going to read it, and I'm even going to read it in the King James Version uh, for for some of you that haven't memorized in that way, but I'll go ahead and, and read this if you're there. Psalm chapter 23, it says this, "'The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul.'" <clears throat> a lot of times, this uh, this passage of scripture is read at funerals <laughs> and uh, different things like that, and you know, just because it says you know you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But this is a scripture for life that Jesus is our shepherd, right? And uh, before <clears throat> before we get into this, I want you to ask yourself a question this morning: um, if you were to leave here today. And you went to Walmart, and you know, you were, you're going to buy your fishing lures since you're going to go fishing this afternoon, and uh, yeah, finally an amen, somebody. <laughs> uh, since you're going to go do that, let's say you run into somebody at Walmart, and you strike up a conversation, and, and you bring up Jesus, and they say, well, who is Jesus? What are you going to say to them? Are you going to uh, pull out your phone Bible and uh, read them John 3.16? Are you going to, uh, to share with them the Roman's road to salvation? Are you going to share your testimony? Or what is it? Who, who is this Jesus? And who is he to you? Now I want you to think about that this morning. I, I want that to be in your mind. Who, who is Jesus to me? Has Jesus seen you through some situations in life? You know, what, what, what would you actually share with someone? And the reason I want you to consider this It's because I think all of us are facing challenges and and, uh, different things in this life, and we have to remember who our king is. We need to remember who Jesus has been and always will be to each and every one of us. Jesus didn't die on that cross over there in vain. He died on that cross to take care of our challenges and our problems and... (laughs) And he, he has already taken care of the most difficult challenge that we already face in our life. The biggest challenge that you ever had was making your relationship with God right. Because if you didn't get that done, that's literally the most important thing that you can do. And he already paid it all on the cross. He took our beating that we deserve. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. He took the beating that we deserved. He took the cross that was mine. And he did it for us. And so, we can talk about a lot of different things, but whenever you pick up this Bible, and man, you you start reading all these stories, you see uh, people who got themselves into some difficult circumstances and a God that always saw them through. He revealed himself and... In many different ways, you know, like in, to Moses, for the first time, he revealed himself as Yahweh. He said, I am. And then we think about, um, you know, to the Israelites in the desert. The, the Hebrew names of God may not do anything for you today, but they call him Jehovah Jireh, which means God my provider. He revealed himself as his provider. And then if we think about Joshua and the Israelites at Jericho, man... The Lord was their sword. He took down the walls of Jericho for them. And and, and all throughout the Bible, we see God be uh, their provider, their shield, their refuge, their strength. And then to the Israelites in slavery, God revealed Himself to them as their deliverer. And you see all throughout Scripture that God revealed Himself as mighty God. My shield, my refuge, the Lord that sanctifies. He is our light, our salvation, our fortress, and the song of praise that's on my lips. Amen? Amen. When God says that he is, when he said, I am, he's saying that I am everything that you need. I am the God who provides. I am the shield. I am your sword. And just like in the psalm that we read, he is also our shepherd. And I'm sure you may be thinking uh, at this point, okay, Landon, I get it. God has been all of these things, but what's your point? And if I'm going to ask you to do something. If God has ever been your provider, he has ever provided for you in a difficult circumstance, I want you to stand up. That's a whole lot of people. All right, you can go ahead and sit down. We're doing P90X this morning. All right? If God has ever been your deliverer, I want you to stand up. All right, you can go ahead and sit down. Well, (laughs) since, since some of you are out of breath, we'll switch to hand raising. How about that? How about this? Raise your hand if the Lord has ever been your shield. Amen. Amen. How about if he's ever been your hope? That's a whole lot of people. That's a whole lot of people. I was just going to have you raise your hand to begin with, but the Lord providing for someone personally and it being that many people is worthy of standing for. And uh, to think that God to each and every one of us has been our strength, our song, our hope, our salvation, our provider, and our deliverer. That's crazy to think about. We're talking about the God of the universe. The one that I'm not even worthy to pick up his sandal. And yet he cares enough for me and cares enough for each and every one of you that he has personally seen you through your most difficult circumstances in life. That's pretty incredible. And the point to be made is that we're stressed out, worried about life, not knowing where God is and what he's doing. But I'm telling you this morning that if the God of the universe has personally seen you through your life's most difficult circumstances, that he's seen everyone in Scripture through their hardest of of trials, that he's fulfilled every promise that he has ever made, I'm telling you this morning that to all of you who raised your hand that you were going through something right now, the Lord God is Jehovah Jireh. He is God, our provider. And I want you to be encouraged this morning that whenever you look around here, you see a testimony from every single person in this church that stood up and said that God is my deliverer. God is my provider. I can tell you a time and a date and a circumstance where God saw me through whenever I didn't even have a way out, when I didn't even know it was possible. And I think we get worried about life. We get worried about these circumstances and start stressing out about it in our mind. But if we consider today who God is, that He is our provider, that He has done all this for us, and man... He's going to see us through whatever we're going through now, even if you don't see the way out. And when the 23rd Psalm makes reference to Jesus being our shepherd, this means that he cares for us and that he will provide. The problem is that if Jesus is the shepherd, that makes us the sheep. And the problem is, is that we're sheep trying to take on the role of a shepherd what's the job of a shepherd to make sure the sheep are safe to make sure that they have what they need to make sure that they don't get lost this is a whole nother sermon probably but what's the role of the sheep to grow to produce to multiply to don't wander off And I want you to, to look at verse 3 for me. And we're going to talk about both parts of this. It kind of divides it out. It says, He restores my soul. And in a commentary I was reading, it was talking about how when sheep will graze, they'll put their head down and they'll literally eat so much that they'll, raw, they're, uh, they'll wear down their head and, and it creates a wound on their head because they have drug it on the ground for so long. And the shepherd will go to him and he'll anoint their head with oil, one, to heal the wound, but two, to make it slick so that there's not resistance whenever it's on the ground. And I think that whenever we go through life, uh, life creates a lot of wounds for us. It creates a lot of uh, difficulties, uh, issues, and and some of the wounds are, are even still open yet today, unfortunately. But yet you have a shepherd who's willing to anoint your head with oil to care for your very need, to heal your very wound. And whatever's going on in your life, man, he'll anoint it with oil and he'll make it to where there's no resistance. That you can keep, uh, <laughs> you can keep eating and doing all the things uh, that you were doing before. And, you know, I don't know what those wounds are for you, but I know that, that life can be, pretty, uh, can be pretty difficult for us. But yet, even whenever we face difficulties in life, we have a shepherd who's willing to tend to our very need. In the second part of verse 3, it says, He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And I want to put a disclaimer on this, because I found out after first service, um, apparently there's some debate about whether it's true or not. So there's a disclaimer. You guys are all... uh, Google doctors at this point, so you can make for your own decision. You know whatever you think, whether it's true or not true. Uh, But it talks about a metaphor of whenever a sheep uh, would go astray from the flock. You know it's down there eating and not paying attention to what's going on, and it wanders way off, and the shepherd has to go chase it down and bring it all the way back. And and then the same the same very sheep wanders off again. We know a few sheep like that. Anybody know a sheep like that? I'm a sheep like that. You know, you get focused on the day-to-day, focused on what you're doing, and before you know it, you find yourself a long ways from the shepherd. And it was talking about in this commentary where uh, the shepherd would actually go out to a sheep that runs astray very often. It would break one of its legs so that it, it wouldn't run away. And that it would learn to be right next to the shepherd, to always turn and look and make sure that it wasn't wandering off. So whether or not shepherds actually did that, I'm obviously not a shepherd. Um, I have no livestock, no animals. You can ask a farmer. They may be able to help you, but I'm pretty sure none of them grow sheep. So I don't know what to tell you. But the point is still the same. Uh, And really, I figured out my problem whenever all the stuff that I'm dealing with, I realized that I'm a sheep, with my head on the ground, eating grass, and I've I've wandered off too far from the shepherd. And I need my leg broke. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and Karen will take care of it for me. But the point being is that whenever we put our head down and, and we get lost in our journey, we forget to look to the shepherd and to be where he provides. Because what we do is we put our head down and we say, oh, the grass is a little greener over here. Oh, it's a little greener over here. Oh, this is a little bit nicer. And it's almost like we're not trusting that the shepherd is taking us in the place that provides the most nourishment. And I think this is where we get a lot of times. We're dealing with stress. We're trying to figure out how to make all of these things that are crazy in life. We're trying to figure out how to put them together and make all of it work. But what we've done is we've gone from here To hear, to hear, to hear, chasing all of these things, trying to make all these things work, when in reality, all we needed to do was to trust the shepherd. Am I making sense to you this morning? But I want you to think about this. Can you imagine a sheep wandering off, getting lost on its own, and encountering a lion and looking it dead in the eye and thinking that it could take it over, that it could win the fight? Can you imagine that? But I think that's what we do. We wander off from the flock, we get all isolated and on our own, and we encounter a problem in life, and we think, well, I'm just going to fix it. Or I'm going to do this or that or, or whatever. And it's no different than a sheep wandering off from the flock and thinking that it can destroy a lion. Because see, and being the, uh, the proud Americans that we are, you know, we think that if a sheep is on its own, it should be able to sustain on its own, and that it should be able to take a lion out. So we think that we should uh, put George Washington on its back with a machine gun and take care of any lion that it walks in, in front of, right? We have some idea that this sheep, this, this isolated sheep, needs to be able to beat the lion. But the truth is, is that it was never meant to. The sheep was meant to stay next to its shepherd. And whenever a lion comes it trusts in the shepherd to take care of it but i think this is what we try to do in life we try to fight our own battles and do our own thing instead of letting the shepherd do it for us did you know that in scripture it actually only tells us to fight one fight it tells us in 1 Timothy that we were supposed to fight the fight of faith in other words that the only fight that you have is to fight in trusting in your shepherd that's the only fight that you should ever fight. In other words, you have to fight to trust your shepherd instead of fighting whatever circumstances life throws at you. And when the psalm says that I walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death, I don't know why, but I pictured this sheep walking through the wilderness in the dark. I don't know why I pictured that. And whenever it says that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, I picture a sheep in the middle of a herd of lions all by itself. I don't know why I I picture that. But think about this. Why could a, a sheep be in the middle of lions and not be afraid? Why could you walk through life's darkest times, your most difficult challenges yet, and not be afraid? Because you have a shepherd who takes care of you. You have a shepherd who's seen you through more difficult circumstances than this. That you can sit at the table in the presence of all of your life's challenges and not be afraid because you know that you have a shepherd that will see you through any difficult circumstance that you're in. Because see... We were never supposed to carry life challenges any farther than the cross. This altar right here, whenever we bend down and we say, God, I'm going through something right now, Lord, and I need you to take it. I don't know how to get out of it, Father, but I know that, that you are good. I trust you. And Lord, I know you're a good, good Father and that you will make the, the best choices for me. That's all we are meant to do. But instead, we say, okay, God, I'm going through something, and uh, I got a solution, and uh, peace out. And we go try to take care of it on our own. We try to do it our own way. When in reality, we were never supposed to carry that any farther than the cross. That we could stand in the presence of life's most challenging circumstances and know that God is going to see us through. I don't know why uh, it, it's kind of coincidental, I guess. I don't really believe in coincidences, but that David was the writer of this psalm, and David was the one that beat Goliath. I think about this battle, and and uh, it's easy to think about, you know, all these things, but in reality, David beat Goliath not because he was the biggest. Not because he was the strongest, that he was the mighty, mightiest warrior in all of Israel. He was a shepherd of sheep. He farmed. That was it. He wasn't the biggest and the mightiest. And yet he was the one that took down the lion that was <laughs> screaming at all of Israel. And the only reason that he was able to win wasn't because the strength of David, but the strength of his shepherd. And we think that we need to be bigger and stronger, and all these things. And, and that's all fine and good. But it's not about how strong you are. It's about how strong your shepherd is. And it's about how, how strong your faith is in him. A sheep in the presence of lions is not afraid because it knows its shepherd will provide. And in the same way, you can look at all of your life's enemies and your biggest challenges and look them in the eye and know that you have a shepherd that's going to take care of it for you. And I I really want some some honesty on this. Uh, and you don't have to raise your hand. I mean, I don't want to embarrass you or anything. But, you know, if you have ever, you know, prayed for healing and didn't get it and thought it was because of your prayer, has anybody ever thought that way before? That you didn't pray right? You didn't do something right? Yeah that it was something about your prayer that didn't work. And I'll tell you this morning uh, that all spiritual gifts uh, is the same way. We think about prophecy like, oh, well, I'm, I'm a prophet. It comes from me. Or, you know, the gift of healing, you know, is somehow mine. Or, or the tongue's interpretation is somehow uh, my strength or my gifting. When the truth of the matter is, is that it doesn't come from us. You weren't praying to you. You aren't praying from you. Whenever you lay hands on someone and you say, I don't say in the name of Landon, be healed. There's nothing that's in here. But it's the faith in my shepherd that whenever I lay hands on somebody, that they'll be healed. But somehow we've came to this conclusion that there's something about the way that I prayed. There's something that I did wrong uh, that I didn't see what, what I wanted to see. It has nothing to do with your words. It has really nothing to do with us at all and everything to do about him. Because you see, people seek spiritual gifts a lot. The truth is is that if you want spiritual gifts, you have to seek the giver, not the gift. The closer that you get to your shepherd, the more of God that you're going to see in your life, however that looks. So you need to, to consider this morning that it's not about us. We're the sheep and not the shepherd. Jesus died on that cross, man, so so he could fight your battles for you. And today, I want you to remember that it's about our shepherd and that he will provide for you. And unfortunately, in this generation, a lot of people want a powerhouse message. Man, we want to hear about how strong that we are and that there's some untapped thing that that's within me that I haven't gotten yet. And we think about scriptures like Romans 8, 11, where the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave is the same spirit that dwells in you. And John 14, 12, where Jesus says that you'll do greater things in my name because I have gone to be with the Father. We think about this and, and think about somehow it, it comes from in here that it's me and it's not you. Jesus said that you'll do greater in his name because he has gone to be with the Father. That whenever you pray, if you don't get anything else today, I want you to take this. And whenever you pray, your prayer is heard in heaven. And God is looking at you through the blood of Jesus, and Jesus is interceding on your behalf. Hey, Landon has a need. He, he needs a touch, man. He needs his lungs to be clear because he's been coughing them up all morning. Man, God hears you whenever you pray. If you get nothing else out of this, realize that this morning, that you have a God that's so personable to you that he hears you whenever you call on his name. Isn't that incredible? But we want this this powerhouse message about how it's about us and, and all this stuff, but the truth is, is that it's not about us. All of the moves of God that we're going to see is about how close we are to the shepherd. Man, Easter Sunday is so powerful because a bunch of people wake up in the morning and say, he is risen. And I love him and I'll worship him. But man, his mercies renew every morning. It's not about the day or the hour, but it's about the condition of the sheep. How close are you to the shepherd? Does that make sense? Are you guys with me this morning? Before we uh, call the praise team up, and we'll even maybe get out early this morning, it'd be a miracle. As we close out, I want you to, uh, to think about all those things that you're struggling with. And I want you to give it to Jesus this morning. At some point, you're going to realize that the condition of your heart depends on how close you are to him. If you've got a hard heart, if you've got a lot of problems and stuff, then you just can't see your way out, odds are you've probably gone a little too far away from the shepherd. And it's time this morning that we as a body of believers say, God, I want to be close to you again. Lord, renew in me what I have wandered away from. Lord, I am your sheep. You are the shepherd. We're not on the same level. Lord, I'm not even worthy to pick up your sandal. But because of your grace and your love, Lord, I can approach you. Lord, when I call on your name, you hear my prayer, that I'm heard in heaven. And Lord, that that I'm your child. And Lord, a good father takes care of their children. Man, if my dad can give me good gifts, imagine how much more the Father in heaven he wants to give you. And this isn't a, don't get me wrong, this is not a prosperity message or anything like that. But I'm telling you that you have a Father who hears you in heaven. You have a Father who wants to take care of your every need. He wants to help you through the easiest and most difficult circumstances that you'll face in your life. And whenever you face life's most difficult circumstances, He's going to see you through. He did it for everyone in this Bible, He did it for everyone in this room, apparently. And if He did it for all of us, He's seen you through in the past. Man, He's going to do it again. He never made a promise that He didn't fulfill. So as the, uh, as the praise team comes up, I want to read something to you. And maybe we'll read both. But uh, I kind of just wrote out uh, what I think this this psalm means. And I want to give plenty of time for, for you guys to, to pray this morning. But uh, before I read this, I'm going to be up here. And I'm going to have anointing oil. If you need healing, you need whatever, whether it's spiritual, physical, emotional, whatever. If you need it this morning, I'm going to be up here, and I'd be happy to pray with you. But if you don't choose that, the altars are open. Come up here, and all of you who raised your hands are dealing with stuff in life. Come give it to God. Don't think that you can do it on your own. The sheep was never meant to kill the lion. The shepherd was. Amen? So this is just kind of my summary of what I think the 23rd Psalm is saying, and then I'll read the 23rd Psalm, and then they'll start singing, and you guys stand up and do what you got to do, okay? So my rough paraphrase is this. The Lord is my caretaker. He provides all that I need. He brings peace and rest to my soul. Because of his provision, I thirst no more. He restores what is broken within me, He leads me down the right path according to his wisdom. Though I face my toughest battles, he provides all that I need. He provides me with comfort and peace, knowing he is taking care of my every need. I can rest in the middle of conflict because the Lord is my fortress. He heals my wounds and brings blessing to my life. His love and favor follow me, and I will live in his presence forever. So those of you who are King James Version people, here you go. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.